Hey, 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 welcome to Order at Heart, brought to you by Simply Ordered Solutions, or SOS, as I affectionately call it. This is the podcast to move you from clutter to creation. I am helping you create space for the things that you love. That's right. I am Dara McClendon, a.k.a. Simply Dara. And I want to thank you for deciding to join me today. We've got a short but packed ride today. So get ready. This is our very first episode of Order at Heart. I am so excited. If you listened to the teaser last week, then you already know that this show is just 30 minutes long. So it's perfect for that break, commute, whatever. I don't take your time for granted. I am so grateful. Okay, so grateful that out of the 1,020 waking minutes of your day, that's if you sleep for seven hours a night. I mean, I don't know who does, but I try to. 1,020 waking minutes, you accepted my invitation to spend 30 of them with me. I'm grateful. Once again, thank you. So I'm not going to waste them. Okay, I'm not wasting your time here today. We are going to jump right into it. Let's go. We've got three segments to cover today. So I want you to pay close attention because we are going to organize, prioritize, and mobilize. That means move to action. No need to grab a pen and paper. Okay, if you grab your phone, this is what you can do for me. You can text high SOS. So that's H-I-S-O-S. To this number, 444-999. That's easy to remember, right? So even if you're driving, don't do it right now. But at some point, when you stop, when you get to your destination, let me put it that way. Got to be clear for some people. Text high SOS, follow through the prompts, and you will be subscribed to the SOS email list. I send a bi-monthly newsletter with some of these tips, special promotions, and giveaways. Who doesn't love a giveaway? So that's what you can do. Don't have to take notes. If you want to, be my guest. But for our first segment today, it is called Real Talk, Real Tips. Now, this is where organization tips and the real world meet. Okay, I gave in my teaser last week that this is the segment of the show where we're going to organize everyday little random things, homes in general, business, events, schedules, families. If you have questions about organizing, this is your time to send me those questions. I'm going to read those questions on the show and give you answers. Okay, real tips, real talk, real tips. Okay, now today's first tip and topic is, I ought to have a drum roll for this, laundry. I get questions very often, I mean very often, about laundry. Now, I just shared a a recent Instagram post, not because I wanted to put any of my clients on blast, but I was looking in my own living room. Yes, I am a professional organizer, and all week long, and I mean all week long, I have been looking at the same three baskets of clean clothes, mind you. Not because I don't have a system of laundry. (laughs) I do. It's just not a very good one right now. I'm telling you, don't get in your mind that the person helping you is perfect. Nobody's perfect, okay? But the person helping you more than likely has a gift 
or an expertise to help you. So if you need help, do not be ashamed to ask for help. But I'm getting ahead of myself. Anyhow, pay close attention to your system. When do you wash? When do you do the wash? Okay. On the post that I shared this week, I think it was on Facebook and Instagram. I said, don't put a load in the wash if you haven't even taken care of the load that's in the dryer. You know, it's just kind of like a basic finish what you start type of thing. So that that will also help you to keep it from accumulating and backing up on you. Okay, so think about that. When are you actually doing the wash, putting the clothes in the washing machine? Sometimes we want to multitask. That makes us feel real good, like we're getting stuff done. But don't multitask the loads themselves multitask while a load is in the wash while a load is in the dryer and then when that load in the dryer is done finish it out all the way take it out fold it put it up then wash you might think that just takes so much time yeah it takes more time but you are saving yourself time in the long run because you're getting stuff done and you're not having to stop something else that you really want to do or need to do to go and finish something that you didn't finish before. So pay attention to your system. If it needs tweaking, tweak it, try it and give yourself a good week. Try it and see what needs help. Speaking of help, who can help you? Do you need certain days for certain loads? Do you need to purge your clothes altogether? Now, some some people have a bunch of clothes laying around because when they're trying to find something to wear, it's just they pull it and it's there and it's everywhere. And then by the time you get dirty clothes in there, you don't know what's clean, what's dirty, what's worn, what's not worn. So maybe you need to cipher through less options when you are getting dressed, when you are packing or unpacking. Deal with the clothes that you have. And if you have too many and stuff in your closet is not fitting, you don't like it, get rid of it. Okay. That's our first topic. Next, we have a question on the table. How do I keep toys from taking over my house? Now, I assume this question is addressing a child, young child in the house. How do you keep toys from taking over your house? Okay. I have a young toddler and she loves to play of course at this age who doesn't now she has her own room and she has toys in that room and then she also has toys downstairs so what I have created for her and this is my advice to anyone with this question is to create zones of priority for your child and so think about it this way In the daycare, in the classroom, everything has a place. Children love order. They love structure. If you tell a one-year-old, go put that up, they know exactly where to take it. I mean, you might have to teach them for a little bit, but they know where to go and they will put it up. It might not be placed there perfectly. They might throw it or slam it, but they will put it up. And we train our children from very, very young to do this. So there's absolutely no reason why you have a toddler or an older child even who can't put away their stuff. If they've been trained and that system has been reinforced, they can do that. 
but they have to have a place to take their things. So if your child likes to play in the family room, in the den, whatever you call it, have a spot, a zone, an area where those things can return when play is over. So I have a couple of ottomans in my living room, the storage kind. So they're multi-purpose. Inside, there are toys. There are blankets. When she's done, she can put them back. And when she wants them, she can pull them out. Very easy. Doesn't take up my living room. At any given time, somebody can come to my house and at least in the downstairs area, they can say, oh man, you know, she is her house ever dirty? It is, but I have a home for things, okay? Now, I have another area downstairs, kind of off. It's like a, a bonus room. We call it our creative room. In that area, really, that's where we all play, okay? That's where daddy has his equipment, mommy has her desk, her stuff, and our daughter has her area to play and create and dream and imagine and all that fun stuff. But I had to be selective. Remember when I talk about zones, I didn't just say zones. I said prioritized zones. So I had to be selective about what I allowed her to have downstairs in the creative room. And so I was at an event back in January teaching some ladies about this. And I shared with them to find out what's on your kid's playlist. Now, we know what a playlist is. We got playlists on our phones. We have playlists, you know, in our music platforms or whatever. But a playlist for a child, Dara's definition, is a list of things that your child is playing with right now. These right here are the trending toys. Like, I want to take this with me in the car. I want to sleep with this one. I want this at the dinner table with me, if you allow that sort of thing. The playlist for your child is the ride or die toy, okay? Now, that or those toys are the ones that you want easy accessibility to whenever and they need to be within reach if that's if you have a two-story home that's downstairs if you have you know a main level that could be in a storage container by the front door by the garage entrance whatever it's the stuff that they can get to quickly they know exactly where it is it's the most important to them now you know with a child that's going to change so what you have to do as a parent is you have to pay attention to that list and as that list begins to shift because things change with our kids. You want to, you're going to have to rotate those toys. You're going to have to change stuff up for them because they're not going to say, oh, I don't really want to play with this right now, or I'm really not into this anymore. They're not going to do that. You're going to have to help them do that. Uh, Cause, and you'll, and you'll know when, because you'll find them getting bored and maybe getting in trouble, getting into stuff that's not even theirs. It's because they don't have what they need accessible to them. Now, a child or set of children that have or share a room, again, that might be the place that you go to. Now, see, for me, in our house, I don't send my child to her room and leave her there for all of her play because I know, especially unattended, she'll get bored. Like, I have to redirect her in increments. You know, she's got a a window of time and she's going to need or do something for attention. And so I make sure that she has up there toys that will keep her engaged for a long time so that if I need to send her to her room to play, she has at least enough to keep her occupied for a good 30 minutes, at least. 
And I'm not saying I won't be called at all in that time, but that's kind of what what I do. Upstairs are the toys like the kitchen center or, you know, the the real, real creative toys that take some time to figure out and play with. So you got to prioritize the zones and then you have to pay attention to what they're playing with right now. The last topic or tip that I'm going to share is another one that I always get when I get questions and it's mail. Paper management. So let's describe a scenario, okay? You get in from work. You check the mail. We pretty much check our mail every day, and now mail is coming on Sundays. So we get mail every day. You come in, you check the mail, you look, and you see what? You see junk, you see bills, you see letters, you see invitations, you see cards. Okay, so what do you do with that? What do you do with your mail when it gets here? Do you leave it on the counter? Do you leave it, uh, I mean, in the envelopes, unopened? I mean, what is your system for mail? Some of you have a system and it's not working because that pile of mail is piling up. You are missing important deadlines and important due dates because you're not opening mail. You're overwhelmed by even just the sight of it. So what are we going to do about it? You got to deal with it right away. You do. You just do. You have to set up a system that can be maintained daily. If not daily, at least every other day. Because like I said, mail is coming every single day. So if you know it's junk, if you know it's trash, if you know it's coupons and you're not going to use them, go ahead and put it in the trash. Done. Now, maybe another day you'll come back and deal with the rest of it. Okay, but make sure you come back and deal with the rest of it. So I have a filing cabinet. So there are certain bills or receipts that come in the mail and those things go straight into the filing cabinet. Okay, I also have a bill organizer. I'm sorry. I'm not an automatic draft type of girl. Not for everything. The small things, maybe, but the big things, oh, I need to know when they're coming out and I want to make sure that it got done. I literally use my bills, my paper bills that come in the mail as a visual cue to remind me that that needs to go, that needs to get paid. And I have a bill organizer that I got from, I want to say Dollar General. Yeah, Dollar General. And it was just like a spiral notebook with pockets and it's got the months and you just literally take your bills and that are due for the month of January or February or March. You stick them in that envelope or that pocket. And then once they're paid, I just turn the page and I flip it to the next month, put that bill or that coupon book in the next envelope. So that's what I do. And I open, it's easy for me because I open the mail right then And I'm either taking it to the trash, I'm taking it to my filing cabinet, or I'm taking it to the bill organizer. Every now and then I need to take it and stick it on the fridge, or I might need to take it and put it in my purse or something of that nature. But more than 90% of the time, the the bills, the mail that comes to my home are going to fall into one of those three categories, trash, file it away to keep, or bill. 
So that's how I deal with it. And I have to do that right away. If I don't deal with it right after the mail is checked, by the end of the night, I come back to it and I make sure that that counter area is clear. Now, stuff might be there from a couple days ago or yesterday, but no more than no more than two days. I mean, and rarely do we ever even get to two days. That's just because it's become a habit for me. It's become a system that works for me and I love it. So you got to find a system that works for you, something that you can maintain daily. So I want to challenge you as we close this first segment. I want to challenge you this upcoming week to target one of these areas and be intentional about it. Laundry, kids, toys, or mail. Be intentional this week. Share your progress and your updates, the good and the could be betters on social media. Make sure to use hashtag order at heart and tag Dara McClendon or simply Dara or simply ordered solutions, depending on your social media platform of choice. Now, I want to tell you this too. Anytime you tag me on progress pictures or a review or a question, you are going to enter the SOS monthly drawing to win a free one hour getting started work session with me. Okay. Now, there are some stipulations to that. However, a free hour is a free hour. So all I need you to do to make to get that free hour is to tag me on social media. That And you got to tag me so I can know what you said. If you don't tag me, I'm, I might not see it. So that's what that is. Now, we're going to move ahead to our second segment, our middle segment. It's the sweet one. I'm a middle child, so I had to bring my heart to this section. As a creative, too, I realize how much we create day to day. Even when we're not trying to quote unquote be creative or create something, we are. We're being creative. We are creators. This section is called From Clutter to Creation. Now, this is us learning how to create space for the things that we love. And maybe you love or miss having me time. Or you can recall how you used to spend more time with a spouse or significant other, a child, family member. Maybe you love an activity or a hobby that used to be your favorite pastime. And now it's just in the past. It ain't a pastime. It's just past. Okay. Clutter has more than likely crept in and stolen what's yours. So in this segment, this is where the education happens. I'm going to teach the effects of clutter. I'm going to teach the benefits of organization and having order. I'm going to teach you how to create that space for what matters most to you. So what is clutter? What is clutter? Think about that for just a second. You might even have a visual picture already of what clutter really is. But have you ever really asked yourself the definition? What is clutter other than junk? What is it? Clutter is a collection of things lying about in an untidy mass. Not mess, mass. That means it could be piling up. It could be spread out. A mass height or width. It's just large. It is there. It is present. It is tangible. It's Clutter is anything that we don't need, don't want, it's anything that we use that takes our time, our energy, or our space. It destroys our serenity. Clutter contributes to negative and unhealthy self-impression. It contributes to poorer mental health. And it contributes to a lack of clarity, productivity, and creativity. Now, I just said a mouthful. 
all three of those right there will either give you life or or take your life. Now, let's really break this down. Negative and unhealthy self-impressions. How many of you have a cluttered area, space, home, car, desk, and you are ashamed of it? Or maybe you're not ashamed. You know where stuff is. You know how to get to it. But nobody else can get to it. Do you, you sometimes you might even say, oh, no, no, don't worry about it. I'll get it for you. I'll find it. No, I know where it is because you don't want anybody coming in and rustling through your stuff and trying to find something in your stuff because they probably wouldn't find it. <laughs> they probably wouldn't find it as quick as you would, as readily as you would. So it's not healthy to have that type of perception of yourself. Now, we're not worried about other people's perception. Now, some people are. Some people are worried about how other people are going to perceive them. And so that affects how they see themselves. That's a whole nother story. But for those who are having those perceptions about themselves, it is not healthy. It is certainly not positive to have clutter affecting you so deeply. Clutter contributes to poor mental health. You guys, clutter, clutter and unorganization is so closely correlated with anxiety and depression. I mean, everybody, when they think about somebody who is cluttered or unorganized, they immediately think about hoarders. Everybody is not a hoarder. And everybody who is a hoarder does not necessarily solely need the help of a professional organizer. There are deeper things, mental things that need to be addressed, emotional things that need to be addressed. And so that is a whole nother industry. And that is not simply ordered solutions at this time. But you can achieve better, healthier mental health by getting rid of clutter. And that's what you want to do. You want to be healthy in your mind. You want to be healthy because if you're not healthy in your mind, it is eventually going to also affect your body physically. It will affect your relationships. So now we're being affected socially, emotionally, spiritually, and it's just not healthy. Clutter kills. Let's just put it out there. Clutter kills. You know it kills your clarity. You know it kills your productivity. You know it kills your creativity. I'm a creative and when stuff around me is not in order, I can't think, I can't create, I can't dream. I certainly can't be productive because I'm working in circles. I'm doing stuff that I didn't have to do or I already did because, and I didn't know I did. You know what I mean? Because when your space is cluttered, it is just hard to be productive. It is hard to focus when you are cluttered. Okay, let's take it out of the tangible for a second. When you are cluttered, it is hard. Hard to be productive and to push yourself to that place of of success or accomplishment that you're striving for, longing for. So it's very important to declutter and very important that we get that and get that fast. Now, remember how much fun it was when you first made a mud pie in school? You pulled out one of those gummy worms. Well, if every time you went to eat today as an adult, you pulled out a gummy worm to eat it. For your breakfast, lunch, and dinner, I mean, just a big old handful of gummy worms now, eventually you're going to get tired of it and it's, you'd begin to lose all enthusiasm. 
as a child, man, that mud pie was so cool. You crunched up them Oreos and it's like, oh, this is the coolest thing. It looks just like mud. It looks just like dirt. And then you pull out a gummy worm and it's like, oh, that's so fun. Okay. But over time, you can't just allow that same thing to affect you. You can't. I want you to see clutter like that gummy worm. It creeps in slowly. You know, it's there. You might not even realize it's there at first, but it's there. And then you you see it when you recognize it. Finally, you go and you deal with it. And it's like, oh, okay. But maybe you didn't deal with it all the way. You have to deal with it. How do you declutter? Declutter means to remove unnecessary items from an untidy or overcrowded place. To organize and prioritize your possessions. To remove things that you do not need from a place. I like to walk my clients through a system to declutter. And I want to give you 10 questions that I I ask my clients that I got from the National Association of Professional Organizers. Yes, there is one. To help you declutter. Number one, if I were at the store, would I buy this today? Number two, when will I actually use this again? Three, does this still fit me? Four, is it broken or worn out? Five, do I have multiple or similar things like it? Six, would I rather get a new version? Seven, am I only worried about wasting money? Eight, am I saving this just in case? Nine, am I keeping it just because I think I should? And 10, have I worn or used this in the last year? One of those questions should help you declutter. You want to ask yourself truthfully and get it moving. Get rid of it or give it away. Our final segment today is open up and move out. This is where the motivation happens. That's called mobilization. When a country or a government mobilizes, they prepare and organize troops for active service and they move out. So let's open up and be transparent as we prepare to close today. Let's visualize an open door. Since we're opening up, let's open the door. I mean, really, picture your front door to your house, apartment, maybe even that closet where all that stuff is crammed in. Why do we close doors and leave them closed? What are we hiding? What's hiding behind that door, that that first door that came to your mind. Are we ashamed to have people come in and help? I talked about this a little bit earlier when I said I was getting ahead of myself. You know, it's a myth that I want to go ahead and dispel that people believe that people do believe when they say I need to get it together before I have you come over. You guys, let's think about it when we go to the doctor. If something is wrong and you go to the doctor, there is no judgment. You just go and you get it taken care of. You get it looked at. So I just want you to be free and be fearless to ask for help. Even if it's not me today, that friend that you know can come over and help you knock it out like that. I mean, call her up, send her a text today. And even if you're a little scared or anxious about it, just do it anyway. Do it anyway. Take that action. If, if we're truly mobilizing, we're not just going to say we're going to do it. We're going to actually take the action and do it. 
So that's what I have for you today. I hope you enjoyed today's show. If you have any organizing questions, I want you to send them to help at simplyorderedsolutions.com or to my social media inboxes. I'm here to help. You can visit my website at www.simplyorderedsolutions.com and you can stay up to date on all the latest from me, my company and the show. And you can follow me on social media, including Pinterest at Simply Dara. I'm also on Instagram as Simply Ordered Solutions and YouTube at Simply Dara. Join me every Friday right here. Um, this uh, podcast is available on anchor.fm slash order at heart. And you can also subscribe on your favorite podcast platform to include Apple Podcasts, Spotify, CastBox, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Breaker, Overcast, and Stitcher. I'm asking you to help me spread the word. Share this on your social media and to everybody you know. Order at Heart is here. This has been our first episode. Love and simplicity to you. I'm Simply Dara, and I'll talk to you right here from the mic next week.